Hello, and welcome back to the Brooklyn Beat Podcast. This is Justin Worsley. With me, as always, is Nick Minoris. Nick, how are you? I'm doing all right. And we are going to be covering the draft results from the AFC West right now. Uh, so first and foremost, uh, Denver, uh, two years now removed from the Super Bowl uh, championship. Going on three years. It seems uh, like so much longer. I, it really does. They they really yeah. just kind of hit rock bottom. Uh, they went nine and seven with Trevor Simeon uh, in 2016, and then everything ba- bad could, that could have happened happened last year. They finished five and eleven, and they're kind of blowing up the roster a bit. And they wound up taking a uh, Bradley Chubb fifth overall. What do you think of the pick, Nick? Uh, I thought it was an interesting pick. You know, um, they took Shane Ray a couple years back. Uh, they didn't pick up his options this year, so. I guess it was an, it was an interesting pick. I didn't really see the value in them going guard at five. They were already paying Ronald Leary a good amount of money. Uh, taking a guard at top five would put you, you know, committed to a lot of cash for the interior line. Not to devalue the position, but, you know, generally like to spread out your cap. Pit. So I thought the Bradley Chubb uh, move made sense. I think the only other real options there were quarterback. I was surprised that they weren't as interested in the quarterback, but, you know, they made a pretty big financial point in the case Keenum as well. So I think they like him as a placeholder at least into the next year. But I'm pretty sure that his contract is pretty solidly set for the two years. So I guess that was their their thought process with Chubb. So, you know, having Chubb line up opposite Von Miller is a pretty interesting proposition for them. You know, they won a Super Bowl having uh, DeMarcus Ware line up opposite Von Miller. So uh, that's probably the thought process there. Do you think um, Case Keenum's going to feel a little bit, I guess, awkward, knowing that he's six foot one and John Elliott likes his quarterbacks tall? <laughs> you know, um, I can see that. You know, he's going to be sitting there thinking, like, you know, usually, like, you prefer you prefer your guys pretty tall, and uh, I'm not very tall here, so I don't know exactly uh, what you're trying to do with me here. But, you know, it's – not for nothing, the tall quarterback thing hasn't really worked out for LA or any quarterback, really. Other than, when Other than Peyton. Peyton. Yeah, which was the biggest no brainer in literally sports. Like, you know, anybody could have signed. Other than that, though, like, he hasn't really proven to be a very competent QB. Uh, offensive show. talent, period. Yeah, offensive talent, period. But especially QB, which is kind of similar to Ozzie Newsom not being able to draft the right tight ends. So kind of ironic with that, too. But yeah. I mean, Newsom's had bad luck lately, but he did get Todd Heap uh, in, what, 2001? Yeah, I, well, 2001 was 17 years ago, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He had so, Shannon Sharp also. Can't slip on him. Oh, well, yeah, but I, see. <laughs> but no, I, I know you're saying that lately. You know what it is, though? It's funny that you mentioned that because, like, Elway, right? He has this, you know, uh, he, he, has, he gets his credit for being this, this great GM, and – I got to be honest, I really don't see it. And the reason I say I don't see it is because, to me, if if your biggest appeal as a GM is being able to sign free agents, that leaves a really glaring hole at what, to me, NFL GMs need to be best at, which is that drafting. You know, that, that's where you make your money. That's where you get guys on, uh, you know, cheaper contracts. That's where you get, you know, guys that you got to find diamonds in the rough, those kind of things. You know, if, if you have to rely on signing a lot of free agents – to put together a, a quality team, I already think you're kind of behind the eight ball on it, you know? And th- that's kind of what happened with Jerry Reese down the stretch of his career because early on, Jerry Reese is actually a pretty good drafter, you know, between 
2007 2011 I was actually a pretty big fan of him as a drafter but since that point his drafts are just with the exception of a handful of players were just awful so by the time 2016 came around he had to spend a, an exorbitant amount of money just to put together a competent team and it was because he wasn't good at drafting, which is what you're supposed to be good at. And I kind of feel like Elway is similar to that. He, he's found his, you know, his diamonds in a rough, like even Chris Harris Jr. was an undrafted free agent, big signing, one of the best cornerbacks in football. You know, so that was a great move. And he, he's made a couple of decent moves, but I feel like his draft thing hasn't, hasn't really been up to par. Um, so in round two, they made a surprising pick, and they took Cortland Sutton out of SMU. They already have Emmanuel Sanders. They already have Demarius Thomas. Uh, they're both guys who I feel kind of last year underperformed a little bit, and I thought they could have potentially been on the chopping block this year, but uh, Denver decided to keep them both. But I got to see Sutton as the kind of guy who lets a fire under their ass a bit. Yeah, you know, it, it's weird. They, they took Sutton round two, and then they took Deshaun Hamilton round four, who I, I kind of like as a late round or two, as a day three kind of guy. And I, I think it's obvious that they're kind of preparing for life after their two veterans. I don't know what their money situation is, but I can't imagine that they're going to be around much longer. I know that they were considering moving on from one or both of them this offseason. So I, I don't think either of them belong. And to be quite honest, you know, depending on how camp goes, if one of the two guys that they drafted shows well, I could see them possibly listen to offers or, you know, maybe even seeing a surprise cut just, you know, to save some money and stuff like that. I, I would guess that they would try to trade guys before they would cut them. But, yeah, that wouldn't shock me. By the way, this is going to confuse me all of next year. Denver has D'Angelo Henderson, Deshaun Hamilton, and Carlos Henderson. And I guarantee you at some point, I'm going to confuse all three of those guys for, for being the same person. Uh, two of them are wide receivers, right? Uh, what's in the, uh, yeah, Henderson, uh, D'Angelo's a running back. Yeah, and the other Henderson's okay. a running back, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Speaking yeah, of running I, backs. I see that being annoying. <laughs> speaking of running backs, uh, Denver dumped C.J. Anderson uh, right before the draft. And they picked up Royce Freeman out of Oregon, who – as we both know, we're very upset with the fact that he's not a five foot nine. Um, Roy, yeah, Royce the five nine. That was disappointing. Can we lie. can we go on record and say that we are a uh, an anti Royce Freeman podcast because of the uh, the height situation? For that reason and only that reason, yes, absolutely, we can. Perfect. <laughs> uh, regarding him, you know what's funny about CJ Anderson? I really kind of felt like this. So uh, when CJ Anderson became a free agent a couple of years ago, Miami signed him to an offer sheet, and Denver seemed like they weren't going to match. And they ended up matching. And I kind of always felt like they really weren't fully, on, like, all in on that. Like, I felt like they kind of half That's what you're saying. Yeah, you know, like, it didn't seem like they re-signed him because they felt like they really, really needed him. I, it felt like they re-signed him because they felt like, well, I, do we want to let him go? Uh, you know, do we not want to let him go? You know, like, so I didn't really feel like a full-on commitment from them for him. I know that they had drafted Booker and liked him, but – I feel like he kind of fell out of favor now, too. And now they're going with Royce Freeman. You know, they had cut C.J. Anderson prior to the draft, so I think they were heading in a different direction anyway. But I never felt like there was a full, a real full commitment there uh, from Denver. I think most of that commitment really came in the idea of, well, they paid him, so they got to play him kind of thing. Um, I actually like Royce Freeman from the perspective that he's a big guy. He weighs like 230, two, almost 240. But he doesn't play like a guy who weighs 240. I mean, he'll get those extra yards after contact. He's a threat in the red zone, but he's also he's a pass catching back. He caught uh, 80 passes in college. Um, he's got good vision. He doesn't really he doesn't always look for the contact, but he'll take it if he has to. Yeah, for, for his build, he's he's a little more of a um, 
I was a finesse back, but he's, he's more of a shifty kind of guy. Yeah, he's a little more shifty for for a guy who's you know that side and stuff like that. So yeah, he's he's an interesting prospect. You know, I think um, I think he fits uh, the way they kind of want to want to go about it. So I think that's a good fit there for Denver. Um, they also took uh, Josie Duell in the fourth round from Iowa. Josie and the Pussycats. They did. You know, um, he, he comes off as just one of those uh, try-hard guys. You know, he's not the most athletically gifted guy. He's just the kind of guy he's a, that's – He's a gym rat, though. He's, he's, a real, he's a real gym rat, you know. And uh, he's the kind of guy that's just going to – needs to be in the right place a lot. You know, a lot of that comes with, with studying and a lot of that comes with – you know, and I think I think the drive is there for him. Uh, I think he'll probably be a little limited, in, you know, in space. So you're not going to want to leave him on an island too much with a running back or a tight end, whatever the case is. But I, I, I think that there's some, there's some use there, and he seems like the a kind of a very team oriented guy too. So, I, you know, he was not a guy I would have drafted, around, you know, on the first day one, day two, and stuff like that. But I could I could see the value for for him there too. I just I can't trust a guy named Josie. Yeah, it's tough. You know, it's um, the I mean, the only the only connection I remember is from growing up. You know, the Josie and the Pussycats cartoon. So yeah, you know, that's the only thing I can think of. Well, and, I remember Josie Grozy from uh, Never Been Kissed with Drew Barrymore. Oh yeah, that was another one. Uh, that's yeah. Yeah, oh, that, that was brutal. Yeah, that was rough too. Yeah, but I mean, hopefully he's, he has a little bit of a career than the rest of them. So um, over under three and a half games started this year by Paxton Lynch. Ooh, um, I'd have to go. Barring injury, I'd have to go under. I can't. I, I, he's he's just he's he's not very good. Like he's just, you know, he, he's literally all all tools. Like you can, uh, can kind of tell that that there's nothing there otherwise. You know, what is higher, the amount of games Paxton Lynch starts this year, or the amount of co- times Chad Kelly slides in the Mia Khalifa's DMs this year? <laughs> I really, really, really hope it's Chad Kelly. <laughs> I really do. Because he just he wouldn't have learned his lesson at that point. I mean, it's no, already that, been three why. times. That's why, you know, and that's why you just gotta you, you, know, you gotta keep sliding. Shoot or shoot, you know, they don't pass. Yeah, you shoot your shot, man. Shoot or shoot. Um, speaking of shooting your shot, what the fuck is going on in Oakland? <sighs> Some serious shit. Nah, uh, yeah, that you know they started off that draft strangely, and it just kind of never got better. You know. Uh, Cool. The entire offseason. That's the entire offseason in a nutshell, though. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's, it's funny. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to sell out on uh, John Gruden coming back already. But it's like you look at some of those wolves. And you're just like, you know, it's, what's uh, what uh, what, what, what are we doing here, John? You know, uh, what's even crazier is that he's getting more and more power. Like he's taking power away from Reggie McKenzie. He's not make, McKenzie's not making these moves. It's Gruden who's doing this. Yeah, and you know what? Not for nothing, but you know, McKenzie took over a team that was perennially bad and. Turned them into a team that had enough talent to go twelve and what was it twelve and four a couple of years ago? You know before uh, their yeah two uh, years ago. You know, so you know, I mean, I, I feel like when somebody's, I understand that you know group part of the deal was giving Gruden power, but you know when you have a GM who's doing a pretty good job, I, I feel like you know to try to diminish him probably isn't the smartest way to go about it. You know, so I didn't yeah I I, I didn't I felt like at the very least they should have both maintained you know, at least a split level of power. Because, you know, you look at some of their picks, and I felt like like Colton Miller went, what, 15th overall? 
Yeah, I thought, which is crazy. Yeah, I thought he was a fringe first rounder. I mean, that's kind of where I had him. You know, I, I could have seen him going, you know, 30, 31, 32. But I thought he was more of a, you know, 32 to 45 guy. And the only reason I thought he even thought that was because a premium position at a position that wasn't very deep this year to begin with. So, you know, he, he's probably more of a late two, early three in a, in a regular, you know, tackle draft class. But, you know, 15, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't really see the value of that one. Uh, what's crazy to me is that arguably their two best picks are also colossal red flags. Um, Arden yeah. Key going 87th overall in the third round, dropping from a potential top 15 pick to 140th overall in the fifth. Um, I mean, I, I don't mind taking a guy and taking a risk on that guy, but if your two best picks in this draft are those risky guys, yeah. yes. that tends it's... to not work out well. No, nah, I agree. You know, it's funny. You, you look you look at the draft class and you think to yourself, you know, uh, what's the most uh, exciting pick? What's the best value? Whatever the case is and stuff like that. And you look and you say, okay, well, they got Arden Key who, you know, heading into 2017 college year, he was a top five, you know, prospect, top ten prospect. You know, he just had a really weird year overall. And then Hurst, you know, was, was, a, good, was a good college prospect. I know Pro Football Focus is a huge fan of him, you know, so – and he ended up falling to the fifth round, you know, solely because of the, the hard thing, which, you know, I, from one point of view, I, I kind of get because it's an important thing and it's something that you got to, you know, factor in and stuff like that. But, you know, when you look at those two picks and you think like, oh, man, those are the best values they got. Because, you know, they, they took some guys like, you know, they took P.J. Hall round two out of Sam Houston State. You know, I, 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 I him I saw as more of a uh, day three kind of guy. You know, and Brandon Parker too. You know, he's another guy I kind of saw as more of a – you know, maybe late day three, well, day two, you know, early day three kind of guy. But, you know, just taking some of these guys, you know, round two, round three, you know, it's it, it seemed like a – and you know what, not for nothing, but, you know, they went – you know, round six, they went Azim Victor, who – that's another guy who's kind of a question mark, you know. Like, so they, they took a lot of uh, checkered guys, you know. I mean, I guess the Raiders really are back. Uh, this is the official Black Hole Raiders are back again. Yeah, and they're going to Vegas. So do you think uh, do you think Johnny Towson is currently looking at tape from Oakland last year and trying to think of dance moves to come up with, you know, I... <laughs> to replace the big shoes that he has? Yeah, the big, he's got he's got big shoes to fill both on the field and also on the field, but like dancing wise. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I mean, you can, you know you can't you can't really mimic uh, Marquette King, so you know I, I really wouldn't. You can't you can't replace a legend like that. No, nah, you can't replace a legend like that. So I I, I kind of just leave it as is and. Just let that be King's thing, and you know, if you're Johnny Townsend, you just, just go out there and just just try and punt and and don't be bad at it. That's it. <laughs> don't be uh, Matt Dodge. I didn't want to say it, but all right, okay, let's go with that one. <laughs> um, moving on to the Chargers, the Chargers kind of got a little lucky with uh, Derwin James falling into their laps. He basically is the replacement for Eric Weddle that they never got. Yeah, you know it's funny. I, I'll be honest. The last couple of years, I really like what the Chargers have done. Uh, you know, in the draft. Loki. Yeah, Loki. Loki pick. It's been there have been low key picks. Uh, they got lucky with a couple of guys who fell to a couple of places that they, you know maybe they shouldn't have fell. James this year. Uh, you know, um, Forrest Lamp last year, who was really, really, you know, really popular first round pick, didn't make it. You know, to the first round and ended up getting taken. You know. Later on, and you know, uh, and then they ended up getting Dan Feeney, who was another guy, who Mr. you know, Feeney. Mr. Feeney, you know, who was another guy who was 
kind of like a you know second rounder maybe you know but and and it's funny because you could tell that they got a good value because they literally double dipped on guards where it's not something that you, you normally normally see you know so you know they went out and did that and the secondary got better you know they took a couple other guys and you know I, I really like what they did last year and then with James kind of falling to the laps this year you know it's you know San Diego's San Diego's building up a, a, Los Angeles you know I'm sorry I don't like yeah Los Angeles excuse me. Los Angeles is is building up. Uh, uh, the defense is getting better and better. You know, the secondary was really, really good last year. Casey Hayward, one of the most underrated cornerbacks in the NFL, a guy I've liked for several seasons now, even, even dating back to when he was in Green Bay. I liked him, you know, and uh, he really got a chance to shine in, you know, in, in L.A., you know. So, uh, you know, he's um, – that, that secondary is really good. They just got better with James, you know, and uh, – Don't forget about Jason Barrett, too. Yeah, and I mean Jason Verrett, who's uh, going to come back and probably play a, a good game, game and a half, before he gets injured for some reason again. Uh, <laughs> it sucks because he's actually a good player too. He just he just can't seem to stay healthy, you know. But yeah, you know, San Diego's uh, L- damn it, LA's defense is slowly improving. You know, last year they were supposed to be really really good, and they, they kind of got off to a rough start, and then they really hit the stride mid season. Uh, and then they tapered off a little at the end. But you know what? If you really think about it, if you take away the first four games, which obviously you can't do, of course, but take away the first four games, L.A. was a really, really good team, you know, 75% of the season. If they start the season two and two, if they had competent, you know, plays kicking, you know, that team's, that's an 11, 10, you know, 10, 11, 12 win team maybe, you know. So, you know, and you look at the division now, you know, and uh, Denver is a big question mark. Oakland is no, who Lord knows what's going on there, you know. And Kansas City, you know, listen, you know, Andy, Kansas City's got a great coach, but they change their quarterback. You never know how, you know, Pat Mahomes might have, you know, his first year, full full year starting. You know, he might have some rough patches and stuff like that. As long as he, you know, targets Travis Kelsey a lot, it's fine with me. But, you know, he's going to have some growing pains and stuff like that. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Chargers win this division. You know, they, they might be the most well-rounded team right now. Uh, so one of the things they didn't do was take a quarterback. Uh, Philip Rivers is getting a little uh, long in the tooth. Long in the tooth, yeah. And he's also not a Hall of Famer, just to clarify. Um, <laughs> do you think? Uh, do you think they screwed up, or do you think that Cardell Jones is the future? Well, I mean, I don't think Cardell Jones is is going to be the future there. So I, you know, that I don't think is the option. I think right now uh, the Chargers primary concern is, is just kind of going for it. You know, I don't think they're really thinking about the future. Uh, for the most part, they do have a uh, pretty win-now team. You know, uh, their offensive line is, if they're healthy, you know, because they lost some guys last year, but they also went out and got Pouncey. If they're healthy, you know, left to right, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty quality unit, you know. You, you have um, G-Unit. G-Unit. You have Okung, you got Feeney, you got Lamp. You know, Pouncey's there now, and uh, Joe Barksdale is a guy who, you know, he, his plays inconsistent at times and stuff like that. But, you know, he, he could be a guy, too, who, who, you know, on his good days is, is productive. And, you know, Joe Barksdale is the kind of guy that if he's the worst lineman on your team, you know, your offensive line's not doing too terrible, terrible you know. So, you know, and then you have the weapons. Uh, Hunter Henry is uh, projected to be uh, – to me, I, I think he's going to really have – he has a big opportunity this year to have, you know, a really – Really big season, you know. He's a guy, especially who, with Gates gone. You know, with Gates. I, I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know if he returned or resigned or if he's planning. He's on us. He's still a free agent. Still a free agent. So I mean, I can see him ultimately ending up there, 
you know, coming back. But I think at this point, it's Henry's job. And you know what? He's somebody I really like coming out to. I thought it was a really good pick. And uh, he's somebody with, with opportunity, I, I think, can put together a really good season. You know, and, and that's including guys, you know, you have guys like Keenan Allen. You have Mike Williams coming off a lost season. Uh, you have Tyrell Williams, who's proven to be a productive player when given an opportunity, you know. And, and you still got, you know, Travis Benjamin there and stuff like that. There's, there's a lot of weapons there, you know. I, I don't think they're going to be the most popular pick. Uh, you know, in, in the AFC and stuff like that, but uh, they'll be a, a dark horse kind of sexy kind of pick for them too, you know. So I, I can see the Chargers having a really good season. Um, and last but not least, Kansas City uh, did not have a first-round pick this year because of the Pat Mahomes trade. Uh, so their top pick was Breland Speaks, defensive from Ole Miss. Uh, what do you think of their draft? You know, it's it wasn't, you know, it wasn't too sexy. It wasn't that kind of – you know, stand out drive for them. But I, I feel like, you know, with trading the first rounder and stuff like that, they kind of had to replenish the defense. You know, their offense is, um, you know, more or less, for, you know, for the most part in place kind of thing. You know, so uh, they they acquired, you know, they, they signed Sammy Watkins in the offseason. So, uh, you know, their offensive weapons are – their weapons are very good, you know, between Watkins and, and um, Tyreek Hill. You know, they also have uh, guys like uh, Chris Conley there. I know Albert Wilson left. But you still got Travis Kelsey, who, you know, behind Gronk, you know, to me is the best tight end in the game. You know, and the offensive line is, you know, it's there. And you got Kareem Hunt coming back. You know, the offense is pretty set. You know, like, I, I feel like looking at this draft, there wasn't a lot of guys that the Chiefs could have gotten, even around one, who would have really made a big impact. Because they don't have a needed tight end. Wide receiver, I don't see any of these wide receivers stepping in and, you know, demanding play over guys like Watkins and Hill and, you know, offensive line. You know, they could they could use a little help in the offensive line because I mean, realistically, you know, almost every team in the league could use a little help in the offensive line. You know, but other than that, I, I think that their focus needed to be on defense for this draft, and you know, I, I think that's what they did too. You know, so I, I thought their approach was, was good. You know, uh, they went uh, D line. They think a single offensive player in the draft. Yeah, I, I was going to say uh, that I think the only guy that they got uh, late in the draft who was it, uh, McKenzie. And I, I don't yeah, know, the defensive tackle. He's defensive tackle, but he, he was listed as a guard defensive tackle prospect. So I, I mean, I don't know, but you know, he's um, I believe he's uh, ironically, he's the Raiders' GM son. Yeah, he is. Yeah, right. So, um, I think, but I think I'd rather they were moving to guard. So he'd be the only guy that that was an offensive guy. But you know, before that, they went defensive tackle, defensive tackle, inside linebacker, safety, cornerback. You know, so, I mean, they kind of hit the position they need. I thought Watts was a pretty good pick round four. You know, uh, I thought he was getting oh, some, yeah. I thought he was getting some, you know, day two buzz a little bit there too. So, I thought it did well to get, you know, get Watts round four. And I actually um, – I'm actually a fan of uh, Florida State's Derek Nandy. You know. I like him too. Yeah. He's, he's going to play the nose for uh, Kansas City also. He's going to play the nose. He's not an enormous guy, you know. So He's 312. Yeah, he, he he doesn't, you know, your normal nose tackles are 325 plus, you know, kind of guys. And he's a little, but he's very stout against the run. I think he's an underrated player. I, you know, I like I like that pickup for him. And uh, I think the Chiefs did, did good to try to build up the defense a little bit. You know, uh, they did well to get Mahomes' weapons uh, beforehand. You know, he's got a running back. He's got two good receivers. He's got a good tight end. So, I, you know, I think if they can block up all right, their offense will be just fine. I think the defense is what is going to decide on their season. Uh, to clarify, McKenzie was drafted as a defensive tackle, but he's actually going to move to guard. They announced there you go. The okay, so uh, they, yeah, they're going to move him to guard, right? Okay, so yeah, I mean, you know, that's the only guy that would technically qualify as an offensive player, I guess. Uh, they could use a little help at guard, so that's probably the right move, you know. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I thought I thought the Chiefs, 
did well to focus on the defense side of the ball. No, I completely agree. Um, especially with some of the losses, losses they've taken over the past year also. Uh, Tabo Holly was cut. Uh, Derek Johnson retired. Uh, yeah. They traded away Marcus Peters. Um, and this is the team that really – I mean, their defense is really the heart of this team, and they kind of had to break up the core a little bit. Yeah, well, you know, they were kind of predicating the defense. Although I think, realistically, not to knock on the guy, but you know where I'm going. You know, with Alex Smith, you know, it, it's it's kind of, uh, you know, on it's kind of out of character for an Alex Smith team to be an offensive-centric team. Uh, it, that's why last year was a little strange because he actually, you know, was a pretty good offensive, you know – they love the league in uh, passing plays like 20, 20 yes, yards or more, which did. is absolutely absurd for an Alex Smith. Right, I agree. Last year was – but I, I would argue that last year was more of an anomaly than everything. You know, Alex Smith is a – you know, he's a nice starting quarterback. He's not a superstar. Uh, I don't view him as a franchise quarterback in the way that I would define the franchise quarterback kind of guy. But, uh, you know, he's better than your average quarterback, obviously, you know. Um, He's basically your safety school of quarterbacks. Yeah, you know, he's a guy you can win a lot of games with, but I question – But not the big games. not the big games, you know, like unless – no. Because the thing is, is like, you can't even say he can win big games with a lot of help because he's had a lot of help in his career. Like, it's funny, you know, you you look at him and you think to yourself, like, he's been on two pretty quality, talented rosters and, you know, wasn't able to do a ton. Like, he had the one big win against New Orleans – and then, you know, he, he had the uh, NFC Championship game home against the Giants, which I was uh, happy to attend. And, you know, I, I think he, he didn't complete a pass to a wide receiver that game until, I want to say, like, towards the end of the fourth quarter, you know. So he's, he's the kind of guy who's, just, you know, a safe kind of guy, you know. But, you know, you can win games with him, you know. Uh, that's kind of his shtick, I guess. But, yeah, you know, I, he, when, when you have a quarterback like him, you know, it's more of a defensive-centric kind of team. Yeah. All right. That is the uh, AFC West recap. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, be sure to check out our other divisional roundups. Thanks, guys.